Welcome to Life Continuing, conversations that explore consciousness, healing, and infinite existence. I'm Tanya Berg. Dana Parker is a co-founder and the face of the Inner World Movement, supporting the process of inner world healing to obtain outer world results. The Inner World Movement offers tools, education, coaching, and joyful play in navigating your process of change. Dana has been on the ground floor in two previous personal development movements, training other leaders. She is a highly qualified life coach with over a decade of experience in coaching thousands of clients all over the world. She specializes in navigating life change with emotional intelligence and is experienced in spreading emotional education as a spiritual practice, specifically through her development of educational materials, public speaking, and her work as a thought leader. I hope you enjoyed this deep and moving conversation with Dana about healing from trauma by finding your inner light, transformative spiritual energy, and Dana's sparkly heart. Dana, how are you? Hi, I'm so <laughs> excited to be here and have, have a fun conversation with you. Oh, I'm thrilled that you're here. It's It's been a while. I've had to wait a while to speak with you, but I'm glad we're connecting today. Now, you're the co-founder of the mm-hmm. inner world movement. Now, yes. I initially spoke to Dr. Brent Satterfield in season yes. one, mm-hmm. episode 10, um, who's the other co-founder, and he spoke all yes. about his book, Bringing Heaven Home. And now the two of you had, from what my understanding, a shared experience, a shared vision, sorry, about creating a community of like-minded people mm-hmm. to do, and I'm going to quote, inner world healing to obtain mm-hmm. outer world results. Yes. Yes. We're very that passionate is, about this. That is a charged statement and I right. want to hear more. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. I love, you know, when we were, when we were beginning this business, you know, and there's two other co-founders that we have, Natalia Gates and Hannah Faust, and they're amazing part of our team. And as we were brainstorming what to call this, you know, there's so much of, what we believe in core foundationally to our lives is this inner world, our inner world, the inner emotions, our our experiences throughout our lives that we carry these, all these things within us create our reality outside of us. And as we learn to hone in and learn how to work through these inner world things, it directly affects our outer world. And what we started to find, especially Natalia and I, we've been friends for six plus years. It feels like a lifetime because we've done so much together. And we used to get together for fun on the weekends and just (laughs) dig and like do the inner work, you know, because we loved it. And so, um, but what we found is when things come up, when the world presents itself in a way to us, if we will look within and say, okay, what is the world, this universe showing me that's calling for love and healing? What are these unresolved things, you know, maybe from past lives, maybe from from my actual experiences here, maybe generationally, maybe culturally, look at all these different areas. Um, What we started to experience is huge shifts outside. We started to experience better results of what we wanted outside in the world around us. And so it was a really empowering experience where no longer are things happening to us, but they're happening for us to help us learn, grow, expand, heal. And then we become conscious creators of what we want from there. And so um, it was so fun as we were bringing all the possibilities of ideas for inner world movement when this came together of its inner world movement, this movement of emotions through us, this movement of healing, and then movement outside. 
And, you know, the, the connection of the two feels really important right now in our world of, listen, if you want outer results, which so many people do, and so many people focus on just actions alone. Like, for example, in the health world, if you want to let go of weight, you're going to be doing, you're going to be eating right, you're going to be drinking right, you're going to be going to the gym, those kind of things, you're just focusing on the actions. Well, why people yo-yo so much is because they have all this inner healing to do with food, with their bodies, with themselves, with their worthiness, with all the different chakras, you know, all the different things that can hold people back. Um, you got to do some of that. And what happens is when you get into those emotions, when you get into the healing, then automatically the actions start to come in alignment. It's easier to go to the gym. It's easier to eat properly. It's easier to get the water you need, to love your body, to love yourself. And then you're getting the results you want. And I'm actually seeing this right now. This is a real life thing for me right now as I'm, as I'm doing this. So it's kind of fun. Body, mind, and soul. It's yeah. all interconnected. Everything. Yep. Absolutely. Natalia is another co-founder and that's, mm -hmm. you've been friends for several years. So what about yes. Hannah? How did you meet Hannah? So Hannah and I met, uh, we went met at a retreat uh, almost four years ago. And it was one of those really interesting experiences where, you know, I, I lived my life very intuitively and I felt to go to this retreat and I signed up for it. And then as it got closer, I felt to switch the time and I switched it probably two or three times and I get there and I meet Hannah. Well, we're, we're in the same group. And I get there and it's like clear as day, this impression of she's why you're here. And Whoa. yeah, and it's like, that is the reason why you're here. And it was so beautiful because when we connected, it was like our souls knew each other. And we, we had such a strong connection, like a mother daughter feeling at, at times, you know, where I just, I just want to hug her and love her and, and help her thrive in life and all of that. So um, we started talking and then she lived in Texas at the time. So we were in different States and we just connected so well. And then, um, within a year I was like, you should just move here. <laughs> it would be fun. And she moved here and just things have skyrocketed from there. Our friendship, she has so many amazing talents and gifts that bring, um, to the business. She has this really, um, beautiful way of, of, uh, lighting a fire in me of like, you can do this, Dana, come on, like you get out there. And, and she's setting up these podcasts for me and, and she's a phenomenal writer. So a lot of our stuff you see on our website and a lot of the, the content um, she's been a part of uh, helping write and make it sound beautiful and look well. So she's, she's an incredible woman. So really grateful to have both of them. I've had some connection with Hannah, as you know, and yeah, she's phenomenal. I can already tell just by her emails. Oh, yep. I know. She is. She's incredible. I feel so, you know, I, I, interestingly enough, I had done lots of healing when I went to that retreat that we were at and I was like, well, I think I, I'm probably here to, I, I assumed when I got that impression that I was here to, you know, be a gift in Hannah's life and to bless her. And, and because I, I was a little bit more ahead of, in my, my game, but um, I have been humbled since, and um, she has been one of the most loyal and beautiful friends I have ever experienced. So, and seen me through some of my hardest moments over the last couple of years. So, it's it's wow. incredible the connections that the universe brings us. That's so lovely. Now, it sounds like you're quite an empath. 
Yeah, super <laughs> empathic. Yes, like <laughs> level 10 empath over here. Yeah, I I am. And it's, it's one of those gifts that I became aware of several years ago and honed in on and, and really started to navigate learning how to manage all the emotions, to know what's my intuition, what's other people's emotions. You know, it's, it's such a complex thing being an empath. You know, I used to so unknowingly like walk into the store, I'm happy as can be, walk out and I'm feeling angry and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like, am I crazy? And it's like, no, you're an empath. You just took on everyone's emotions in the store. And so learning how to navigate through that has been like uh, one of the greatest gifts, actually. So empowering for me. I hear that. Yes. Yeah. So then with Brent, so how did mm -hmm. you connect with Brent? How did this yeah. all come to be? Yeah. So Natalia connected Brent and I. And uh, we had several years ago, we had such a great connection. It was a great beginnings of a friendship, getting to know each other. And then just recently in the last nine months, he came just back into to our space. And we we had been for, a, I mean, I have seen this vision of this business for over a decade now. I've seen seas of people. I've seen what it looks like, you know, just the intuitive part of me as I tune into it. And it's ever changing and evolving. But so this has been in my heart. This has been what I've been adding to, adding my creation energy to, adding my vision to for years. And um, and interestingly enough, when Brent and I reconnected over the last nine months, he's been having similar impressions in his world outside of me. And so we were like, well, let's let's try this out. Let's do this. It's your vision, my vision. Let's bring it together. Let's create. Let's let's do some fun things and make a difference in the world and fulfill what we came here to do. So, it was a really cool connection of okay, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's let's try this out. That's amazing. Yeah, so beautiful. So, how does the book piece everything together? Because I think that was a central turning point for everyone. It was. It was a very big turning point. You know, the book the book um, brings together. First of all, it's it's something of substance that that can be out there that has substance of, of our journeys that we've walked. You know, inner world healing for us, for all four of us, this spiritual transition from religion to spirituality um, has been one that we've walked. And so, you know, Brent's book was so healing to, we went through the whole book together we made edits together, and then at the end, Natalia and I came together and ended up um, writing out the, the last part. And um, it was so wonderful and so fascinating to hear his experiences with Jesus and Heavenly Mother and or, you know, whatever you want to call her. I call her Heavenly Mother and Heavenly Father and his experiences with them. And, and, you know, although the details are a little bit different than mine, the experience, the emotions, the feelings, the connection is so much of my journey that it, there are moments where I read the book, we were reading the book, and I just sobbed because it was like, oh. no one else in my world has ever put this into words. Like, right. we, we've been on this journey together and we had to let go of all the religious ideas about father and mother in Christ in order to really experience them in order to really connect with them in an authentic, true way to know them outside of what the world has told us they are. And then to have that experience is life changing. Like my experiences with Jesus have been 
life-changing now. Just so profound. And to know, like, wholeheartedly that he, if, like, that he's my best friend. And he's with me all the time. And I'm always worthy. I'm always loved that my life, my experiences are a gift to them. It is just, it's beyond what I grew up in and how I was trained and the amount of love that's there has caused me to heal my own lack of love within myself. And it's just been completely transformational to have a different connection with them through experience and intuition and, and navigating the letting go of what the world taught us they are. If you can explain a little bit more about your experience with Jesus and your visions, yeah. I'd love to hear yours because we know Brent's story now with, with yes. the books, yes. but I'd love to hear yours. Yeah. So my journey, I have, I've always really been a very sensitive child, really intuitive, very like, I really do love this idea of higher power. Um, you know, however you want to call it, I believe there's so many possibilities there. I mean, sometimes I'll say universe, sometimes sometimes I'll say God, Holy Father, my mother, angels, all of it, all of it actually lights my whole heart up now. But it's because I have no limitations on them. No, no, like all of the pa packed words that sometimes we get from religion, I let go of. So it, right. I'm like, I'm open to all of you, like all of you can support right. me in my life. So. I, I've always been felt very connected and very spiritual. And um, I grew up in the Mormon religion, and which was very much of this is the way you do it. This is the way you do life. This is how you earn your way back to heaven. And this is how you live this way. And then you can make it to heaven. And that for a, I'm a recovering perfectionist, a recovering people pleaser, is exhausting. Like completely mm -hmm. exhausting to earn my love, to earn my worthiness. Uh, it, it's, it takes perfectionism to a whole other level of intensity, not to mention it's how I earned love in my family, from my parents, from my own parents. And so, um, you know, in 2016, uh, well, actually, I'll go back even a little bit more. As a child, I experienced sexual abuse for most of my childhood, actually, from several different people over several years. And I stopped it and I didn't tell anyone until I was 23 years old. 23, I started wow. um, talking about it. And it's like this dam of emotions just broke open and I had mm -hmm. no clue what to do. I mean, I felt completely emotionally out of control. I felt my emotions were just driving my whole life. I was depressed, emotionally eating, numbing. And it was just so intense, but that intensity, it's almost like a pressure cooker, you know, that intensity created this fiery passion inside of me to, to gain healing, that I will get over this, I will get through this. And it put me onto this path that was so beautiful for personal development, personal growth, understanding how the brain works, how to rewire the brain, all understanding that all of these things that happened um, caused me to define certain parts of my life to make me feel certain things and that these programs were running like I'm not worthy was running a lot in my subconscious mind and so it put me on this path and it led me down this path of healing and anyone who goes through the path of emotional mental emotional healing um, knows that there's no end there's no like, this is the set end time that you will be healed. And you do these things and you're healed. 
No, it's an intuitive journey. You know, I'm trying this and I'm trying that and I feel drawn to this now and I feel drawn to that. And so over this time frame, um, you know, it was about seven years in, I was doing all these different things and experiencing good progress, but not, not full, like it's not experiencing the fullness of what I felt was possible. And so in about 2016 is when things started to change for me. I started to change my relationship with Christ. I had an amazing friend ask me one day, if you were in a crowd um, of people and Jesus was talking, do you believe that he would know you personally and be connected to you? And I said, I really took it and, and asked myself, do I believe that? And the answer, my intuition said, no. And I was shocked. because so I grew up in this church where Jesus was the foundation. But I, I was taught that he was this being up here that I couldn't connect with, this being somewhere outside of me that was above that I had to earn my worthiness to even connect or talk with. And so it created this distance. So I started to close that gap. I started to, to let go of the fact that I have to earn worthiness. And it put me on this really interesting path. And I started to say, okay, clearly there are some things that I've been taught about him that are causing distance between us. And so I started to purposely look for those things and let them go. And what happened was um, I started to have these amazing, incredible experiences where I would start to drift off to sleep and I'd go into this vision and I, I remembered it. It was so interesting going to this vision of connecting with him, really like sitting with him. And it's not like the version of him that I was taught. It was like funny, human, real him. Like he'd show up in duck slippers and a robe, like... <laughs> because I love to be silly and funny and, and he'd show up and he's showing himself like that. He's real, that he's, he's my Jesus, my friend that, that I can really connect with him on a real way. And it changed me and connecting with him that way. You know, I, I would be, sometimes I'd be dancing with my children and I would feel him and see him in my mind's eye dancing with us. And it was like these experiences started to break break apart those ideas of who he was and started to bring him into like a real, real being that I can actually connect to. And um, over, over the years, you know, things started to really transform that way as he'd show up and, and I just felt like he was just, just joining me in the car ride, you know, just having fun and we'd talk back and forth and it's like he just became a friend. I don't have to do anything to deserve his love or his 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 uh, presence or anything. And then I started to, I was taught this visualization, which then took me into my own version of it. But I started to, what I started to do with the, the lasting parts of the abuse was, you know, on a daily basis tuning in, where am I holding on to things from the abuse? Where is it at? Where is it in my body? Where do I feel it? And I go into this beautiful visualization of connecting with him, handing over all of that abuse, all of that hurt, all of that pain, and then him transforming that into light and healing, specifically for me, and then handing that back to me with so much love that I can't even describe in human words. And then that filling my whole being and whole presence 
when I started to do that regularly, that's when my growth was just exponential. And I can genuinely say now today, after doing that for several years, I don't experience the effects of the sexual abuse anymore. I don't experience what I used to. It doesn't, when I actually see those things happening, which I can still see the visuals, I actually feel compassion for my little self. Like my whole being is filled with compassion. That is a miracle. That is phenomenal. For me, I there were times where I never thought that would even be possible, but I just kept pushing and just kept going and just kept following that intuition. But to have that now, not to mention the, the beautiful side effect of I feel so connected to him. I'm dreaming of the day he just knocks on my door and is like, hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Who are we going to go talk to? And how are we going to go change the world? Let's do this. You know, I just have this like overwhelming joy to do what he did and to do it with him, you know? And so um, that's, that's, I guess, the long version of that question. And that's been my journey with him. And oh, I just love him so much. That's so lovely. And I'm telling you, I swear I can see your aura right now because I can see you, even though this is audio only. Yeah. I'm telling you, all the colors are around you right oh. now as you're speaking about that experience. But energetic transformation, if you will, whatever words you want to use to describe it. I mean, it's all a transformation. Mm -hmm. Our journeys here on earth are transformative mm -hmm. and that's the whole purpose. Mm -hmm. And you had a miraculous healing yeah. with the with the negative side of, of what you experience. And that is just stunning. Yeah, I agree. You, I, I still to this day, I'm like, I that was amazing. That was quite the journey. <laughs> and it is it's what fuels me in my coaching. It's why I get so excited when when clients walk in my doors. It's because I know what's possible. I know because right. I walked it. Because I, mm -hmm. I, and I hold this like ever growing and expansive hope for their healing, that they can do it too. And, and it's beautiful that it translates into my mission and purpose and why I'm here and, and what I'm here to do. So it's been such a gift. Such a gift. Well, it is a gift because it's a gift you're able to give to other people yeah. just by them being in your presence. Yes. Because I mean, I'm lit up just by speaking with you right now and hearing the joy and hearing, feeling the healing and sensing it through you. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. I'm so glad you can feel it. And I'm so happy to share it. It's so much fun. The joy just overflowing. Well, we, sure. We need more of that. Yes. That's for sure. I agree. Yes. You had mentioned too, that you were trained in Reiki yeah. or Reiki master. Yeah. Because we're talking about auras and energy. Yes. So so tell me a bit about that. Yeah, Reiki was a really interesting, really phenomenal experience for me. Um, I did one other energy healing course before that. So before that happened, I, I actually was receiving a lot of energy healing. But I always had this fear around being certified. Just because I was always taught that fear-based, like, oh, you have to stay with Christ. And Christ is the center of all healing which I do believe, but the fear-based mentality of keeping control over that is actually, I think it keeps us separated from him. And so mm -hmm. at least it did for me. So Reiki was a really beautiful experience for me to just give me kind of a foundation of this is a, this is what energy healing looks like and feels like. This is a possibility. 
and to allow that energy to flow through me and to kind of get in tune with what that looks like and feels like. And it's been such a beautiful tool. And now, you know, every one of my sessions, it's, I'm just listening. I'm just listening to the intuition. I'm listening to what's flowing through me. It's not always exactly what Reiki taught me. It's a matter of Reiki was foundational to open the doors and open up my gifts of healing to then really start trusting my intuition, trusting my heart and trusting my healing gifts to then bring it into clients and who I work with. And so it was such a great, I, I'm so grateful that I did um, all of those and that I took the time and I was brave enough because it took a lot of courage to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step into that, even though this is kind of what I've been taught and I'm a little bit scared, but I'm going to step into it. I'm going to do it. And now I, I just feel like it, it's blessed me so many times. I can't tell you how many people have made comments about my touch that, that, that feel that it feels so intentional. I mean, I, I've lost count. It feels so intentional. It feels so loving that it's actually healing. And so it's, it's a really beautiful thing when you can open up and kind of let's create a foundation. Here's kind of what it looks like. And then you step into your intuition and you just go with it. And so I am forever grateful that that's something I stepped into with courage. That's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. And I don't want to oversimplify, but I mean, really, I'm hearing that love at the end of in good intentions and, you know, wanting to help people, that's a love. Yeah. That's a love that you're sharing with mm -hmm. others. And isn't that the, the bottom line, basically, yeah. of all things? I do. I really do feel that love really, and, and what's interesting about the word love is it's so packed. When I say love, mm -hmm. I, I, my mind instantly goes to certain things. When you say love, your mind goes to different things. And sometimes there's overlap and things like that, but there's also different levels of love. You know, there's also different levels of what love looks like to a person, which is so interesting. Some people, you know, do believe that love is preaching to someone and, and telling them and calling them to a space of repentance and to, to follow all these rules and guidelines. For some people, that's love. That's what love looks like to express that. For others, it's, it's just showing up and just being there in compassion for another person. You know, and, and it's different for everyone. It's really interesting. But at the end of the day, that is, I, I actually call on the highest and greatest form of love, pure love, to flow through me to people. And, and what's beautiful about that is as I channel that, it changes me and it changes them. It fills me with that and it fills them. And so that's one of my favorite parts about the the journey of healing and and energy healing and energy sessions is I benefit too. It's a win-win and I love it. It's so much fun. Certainly is. So I know you had some difficulty, uh, obviously, with the uh, trauma for, as a child, but I know that you also separated from your church, yeah. from your faith. Yeah. And of course, coinciding with personal changes and losses. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that as well? Because yeah. I think that that's such a turning point. And that's a big deal, oh, especially to leave your, so your church. Especially here where I live yeah. in Utah, where that is everywhere you go. It is the foundational, um, you know, you, you live in a block, you know, on a block and maybe one person isn't, but the majority is. And there's churches 
that are even across the street from each other, Mormon churches. And this is a really intense place to actually transition. And I think that there's a purpose for that. There's a reason why I chose that because it, it brought, well, I think first of all, here it creates a ripple effect. As I choose out, it creates this ripple effect that automatically gives others permission without them even knowing because we're all energetically, emotionally connected to then start looking at things in a new way. And um, so in 2016, I uh, went to an event and um, recognized something about myself. I recognized the people pleaser and the um, perfectionist in me at another level like I hadn't seen before. And I recognized that I actually had built my whole life based on what other people told me is best to build a life on. And it was really interesting to observe. And I had this moment where I decided to, to choose into the beginning of letting go. Letting go of what everyone else told me, what I was taught, all of those things. And I stepped into this new affirmation. And the affirmation is, I honor my sparkly heart. <laughs> I honor my sparkly heart. I'm stepping in. I'm going to come back to this home, this place every time. And, and I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to start practicing that because I want to get to that place where my heart is what guides me, what leads me. And everyone else um, can give suggestions and possibilities. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I make my decisions from my intuitive truth. And so, and that's a really big deal for someone like me that grew up and was taught, like, this is how you do life. This is, these are the rules. If you break any of these, you're not worthy and you're going to be unhappy and all, all of this stuff. So um, I honor my sparkly heart from that moment forward. I mean, everything in my life shifted. And what was so interesting is, you know, you think, oh, that's such an empowering idea. Well, it all hit the fan and everything just started to crumble. And within a year, a year and a half, um, my job, I, I realized that there was a, a lack of integrity at the job that I was at. And so I quit my job, um, the kind of integrity I was looking to experience. I quit my job. Um, I left my religion, which was our, it already kind of was starting to crumble, but I came out, um, to my family and to everyone said I'm stepping back, which was a huge deal. Um, we actually mm -hmm. ended up having some really hard um, investments that didn't go well. We ended up filing for bankruptcy. My husband at the time lost his job in the same week. And then oh um, separation and file for divorce um, happened in a year and a half. And it was some of the most intense emotions I probably have ever had in my life. Just there, there's so much foundationally that happens when, you know, religion, your money, financial, your, your family, your community, your church community. And I'm such a community person. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, people are everything to me. I love it. And it's like, everyone just fell out of my life. Everyone just kind of disappeared. And it, it was shocking. It was, it was actually, I, I still have things that I'm working on right now to rebuild. Um, and because it was so, like, I've never felt that alone in my whole entire life, physically in this world. And um, 
to walk those emotions of navigating through all of those things so quickly, man, I'm just, I am profoundly grateful for all the training I had before. Profoundly grateful that I had my connection with Jesus. Profoundly grateful that I knew that, okay, I overcame the abuse. So I just do the same pattern, same thing with this. And, and I can work through this. I can do this. And, you know, some days were harder than others. The fact that I'm still here, I'm smiling, I have the kind of joy mm-hmm. that I have, to me is a success. Like, I'm I'm a success and I'm winning at life because I'm here. <laughs> because that was so intense. And the lessons that I learned, though, have been so amazing. You know, I recognize that I was relying so much on other people to feed, to feed me, to earn their love. Cause I'm a words of affirmation girl. And so I was earning their love. And what happened when everyone fell away is I had to just, I had to feed myself those words. Mm-hmm. I had to say, and, and I remember days driving to and from work, my hands and my heart. And I am just, I know this is hard and this is so terrible and everyone's judging me and all of this stuff would come out. And I feel unworthy and I feel like I'm a terrible person and all of it's coming out. And then in another breath, you're doing so good at this human thing, Dana. I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful. I know it's hard. I validate that. You're doing so good. The fact that you're still here, that you went to work today, that you got dressed. I'm so proud of you. And I started to create this pattern for myself, this pattern of self-love like I had never had before. And it has brought more confidence into my life than I ever experienced and I think for what I'm here to do, for this movement's sake, for what I'm here to to create on this planet, that was necessary. I had to I had to have everyone disappear so that I could have the inner strength to stand and to say, you know what, I can make it through anything because I have my back. I have me. Jesus has me, father has me, mother has me. We got this. We are a team. And everyone else, everyone else, it's like at the time, if you can see this visual of like, I'm driving the car of my life, everyone had a hand on the steering wheel, right? Of like, we're going this way, Dana, no, we're going this way. Yeah. And it was finally like, everyone's hands off, just me, just me. It's just me now. And that can be so painful and so lonely, but so worth it coming out on the other side now. Like I, I'm a totally different person now and feel more confident and sure, feel more sure about my own intuition than ever before in my life because I know that it's me it's me at the end of the day I know it's my my emotions my experience I'm worthy no matter what and I get to choose and I'm this conscious creator of my life right now and so it was so fascinating to have that experience to have everything crumble from that one ripple effect of that that affirmation of choosing into this this heart space saying at the end of the day I am fully accountable for my life and what I create and I choose all into that 100% and I'm doing this total empowerment yeah absolutely yeah that's so lovely that that's an amazing experience I mean the highs and the lows but um, it's brought you here. Yeah. It's brought you to this very moment. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. And it's bringing beautiful content. Like we're right here right now with Inner World Movement. It's our first group coaching program we're going to launch this fall. And it is all about this. 
It is about this concept, helping people come back and empower themselves, empower that intuition. And so I'm excited. I, I said, and it's one of the things that got me through all of the hard times is I'll be teaching people about this and I'll be sharing this because this pain will be for a reason, a powerful reason to help other people. <laughs> so Definitely. As much as you're offering the life coaching, which is absolutely critical to navigate, you know, the waters of our incarnation, so to speak, but the spiritual experiences, I mean, that's something that's more unique and so needed, mm -hmm. which is what really excites me about the movement as yes. well, because of course we need to take care of our psychology. Absolutely. absolutely. But the spiritual experiences, the intuition that you talk about, the energy, yeah. that is still relatively taboo. Yeah. And especially when you come from a certain kind of religious background, yep. it's even more hush-hush. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's something, you know, I'm really getting behind. I, mm -hmm. I want to advocate. I used to work in mental health. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I was advocating and trying to destigmatize mental health. Mm -hmm. But now I'm on the bandwagon with yourselves and mm -hmm. others trying to destigmatize spiritual experiences. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. I totally agree. I think there's some key critical things to look at. Do you mind if I share some of those things? Some things to Please really do. look at yes. Um, yes. That, that can help people if they'll look at these areas and start challenging some of them. It will be helpful to, to start taking down some of those walls. And again, it goes back to the inner world, right? Mm -hmm. Start looking at our own judgments around this woo-woo world, right? Air quotes, woo-woo. Uh, yep. You know, yep. and what are... <laughs> ask yourself these questions and, and those of you listening, write some of these down or, or go back and re-listen to this part because I think it's really important to ask yourself these questions. What judgments are you carrying in this woo-woo world? What judgments do you have? What are the worst parts? What are your biggest fears around it? Start looking at what some of those things are, challenging them and letting them go. Um, I also think generationally, we have been trained on educated to be scared of things unseen. And there's several reasons. One, one very mm -hmm. common thing is that those of us that are woo will be called crazy. You know, many people with very spiritual, intuitive gifts were, were institutionalized for a long time or burned at the stake for some. You know, got kind of extreme. And, um, and so yeah. working through some of those things, uh, I would look into past lives. Maybe there's a past life. Um, I, those of you that believe in that, if you don't, that's okay. But look into those past lives. If there's if there's those things that that um, are unhealed from past lives where you had all these, maybe you were somebody who was very intuitive, very gifted, and then um, was killed or had had a really rough experience or you know by any of those things. Look at those things. Do some healing there. Um, and then I also think that. Uh, um, you know, let's see the fear part. What are the biggest fears? What are your judgments of people? All of those options are something that I'm hoping that people in a general sense yeah. are going to connect with and be more receptive to the past life thing. So that's still a hot yeah. topic, right? And that's okay. That's It's a process. Mm. Um, but I recommend, you know, Dr. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. He's a psychiatrist mm. and his world was turned upside down with a patient mm. of his. So I'll, I'll let people uh, go ahead and, and read that book and check out his story. But those are legitimate. And this was before the internet as well. 
So his, this occurrence mm -hmm. for him was was before people yeah. could cheat and find out information about someone. So and that that among many are very validating that there's something to this. There's a consciousness. Yes, I agree. That is at work. And and the the spiritual element, mm -hmm. like you said earlier, when we don't include that, there mm -hmm. will always be imbalance yeah. with every other part of ourselves until we acknowledge it all. Yeah, I agree. And I did I actually just remembered the last thing that I think is actually really important. It's when we, I think, to honor and respect other people's agency in the spiritual world is so important to respect the spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. to, to really, again, come back to yourself. One of the things that was so empowering for me, because oftentimes if you see this pattern in our world, especially with spiritual things, it's been used to control and manipulate. Look at religions. It, 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 there's a lot of things that are right. used to control manipulate. Now, not everything is bad in every religion. I'm not definitely not saying that there are good. There is good. And it's good to look for that. And if you feel drawn to be part of that, I don't condemn it. And I, I'm not suggesting against it. I'm just saying there are parts and pieces where spiritual aspects or our connection to God has been used to manipulate us and control us. And so healing those parts of us that have given our power away to somebody else yeah. to tell us our truth. And those kinds of things, that's why we can get so scared is because we've been, it's been used to control in the past. And many of us are carrying that generationally. Mm -hmm. And we feel it even now that somebody spiritual will say, oh, I'm feeling this for your life. And, you know, I, I know so many people who are like, I go to this psychic and she said, this is going to happen. And I always say, but your agency matters more. Your choice matters more. And yes, maybe that's a possibility, but take your power back and say, what, what do I want? What do I want to experience? And stay in your power with these beautiful um, spiritual things that you can get impressions. Even when I get impressions now, I'm like, yeah, it's a possibility of what could happen. And do I want it to happen? Do I want to keep feeding that? Or do I want something else? Is there something that needs some healing that, that I can move on to a different path and have a different outcome? And so staying in your power with these amazing spiritual gifts, to me, is profoundly important in order to feel empowered by the spiritual world and the spiritual realm. It's perfect. I love how you said that. Yeah. You have the group coaching sessions coming up in the mm -hmm. fall. So what yes. else are we looking forward to with the inner world movement? What's coming up? Yeah. yeah. So the group coaching is the big focus right now. There's one-on-one yes. -on -one sessions. We have new podcasts. Um, if you look on our website, innerworldmovement.com, we have new podcasts that are coming out all the time. We have lots of these interviews that we're doing, different topics, fun things. Um, great connections so that's a great place to be looking for resources but in the future we have big goals um with creating our own podcast and youtube channel and other things like that other programs too i mean i have my life experience has been so impactful and i'm like gleaning everything i can i have all these programs i want to do and i know i just got to get started with the one so um and get that rolling get that moving and then create others so that's, that's the, um, the main focus right now, and that's where we're headed. And uh, we'll see where that takes us after. I'm really just taking it one step at a time. It's going to be so fun to grow with you and watch the journey as it unfolds, oh, you. you know? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I received that fully. <laughs> 
That is so nice. And, and I just, across the board, I'm grateful. I've, I've received that feedback several times. And I, that's one of the things I have to say that I love so much about the spiritual personal development world um, is so many people that I'm connecting with. There's this camaraderie, there's this synergy, there's this, Hey, you're doing great. And I support you and I love what you're doing and, and however I can do to support your movement I'm in and, and vice versa. You know, I, when I meet with people, I'm like, thank you so much for what you're doing. I'm glad we're walking this journey together. There's lots of us doing this. So right. it feels so like such a great community of people. So synergistic and it's collaboration instead of competition. And I love that we're shifting into that in our world. I love that that's where we're headed in our world is, is collaboration. The inner world movement is an important part to move away from competition and to collaboration. Yes. So I'm so grateful and I can't wait to see what's, what's coming up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Dana, is oh. there anything you want to close off with? Any, um, any thoughts, anything you want to share? I think to anyone listening, I really do feel an invitation, an invitation to those of you listening to open your hearts, open your hearts to where your heart is guiding you, open your hearts to the love that this whole universe has to share with you. There's this abundance of love. There's love in the checker at Walmart. There's love in the trees. There's love in the birds. There's love in the flowers. There's love Everywhere you go, if you're looking for it, you will you'll receive it. And that love will actually energize your life and change you in a way that is so profound that you will find more happiness, more joy, and more energy to move in the direction that you want to go in your life than you did before. So open up to that. And it begins with self-love. That self-love is vital. You can only receive the amount of love that you're willing to love yourself in. So choose every day, take some time, place your hands on your heart, find things you love about yourself, but really take time to open that heart, receive and move forward. I really do believe that every one of you listening is just, you're doing your very best. And I want to say you're doing so good at this human thing. It's messy and chaotic and beautiful and magical and wonderful. And you're learning so much just keep moving. You're doing amazing. Way better than you think. Thanks for listening to Life Continuing. A special thanks to Dana Parker. For more on Dana, please visit innerworldmovement.com. The advisor to the show is Amanda Capito. The music for this podcast was composed by Richard Farron. I'm your host, Tanya Berg. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow on Instagram at Life Continuing Podcast. And do join me next time where we'll continue this conversation about life continuing.